received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Amen. I looked at that 12th verse and it says, but as many has received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God. He gave the right. I want to us to focus on the right relationship. All right. There, there's a lot of wrong relationships and the right relationship is a good relationship. And so we, we, we want to understand that there was a relationship between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit prior to any other relationship. And that was a good relationship. And so the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit decided that they would create the earth. And it's something that we have looked for relationships, but we don't look for good relationship. We look for relationships that seem good. Because a good relationship, you would see God in it. But we start off looking for relationships by the way what we want to look for. And sometimes we'll get into a godly relationship and then start thinking about how we want it to be instead of how God has already made it to be. And so the relationships look good, but they don't work for good because we don't understand good. And everything that God does is what? Good. All right. And so we understand. And in the beginning, we'll look back at God in the beginning in the book of Genesis chapter number one. <clears throat> we'll go there for, for a minute, chapter number one, and we'll look at what was t transpiring. Verse number, verse number nine said, then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. So he's talking about separating the waters and the dry land, and he spoke it. And then he looked and he saw it and he said, it was what? Good. And then he started talking about the grass and he created the grass and he looked at it and he said it was? Good. And then whatever he done, he kept doing things as he was doing creation. And everything that he spoke, he said it was good. It's something that God would do, do all of this. And then he said in verse number 26. In the first chapter. What does he say? Then God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish, the sea, the bird. And he started talking about the dominion after he creates the man. And God created everything. And he said it was all good. But it's something that the very first time God mentions it's not good, he's talking to man. I want you to go to chapter number two, verse number 18, because in chapter two, he describes how he made man. 
and he made them, he formed them from the dust of the ground. But then he gets over to verse number 18. Somebody read that. So after he had made man, then he said, he mentions, it's not good. He makes everything else, and he says it's good. But when he starts dealing with man, he looks at man, and then he says, uh-oh, it's not good. All creation was good. But when he created man, he said, oh, it's not good. That man should be alone. But wait a minute. He created everything else and didn't say anything. But when he came to man, he says, I built them for relationship. And he says, it's not good for them to be alone. And I wanted to bring that out because, you know, don't get it twisted. Um, yeah, you can do good all by yourself, but God didn't design you to be all by yourself. He designed you to connect with somebody. And I know the scripture is going to be talking about he created the woman for the man, but he also created man for man so that he can use men to go accomplish his will. He designed partnerships in everything in the Bible. There were always partnerships through relationships for God's will to be accomplished. And so we understand that when God intended for man, he said, I'm going to partner you with someone to accomplish my will. You cannot do it by yourself. And you have to know because there was a partnership, the devil didn't go after the fish. He didn't go after the cows. He went after the man and the woman because he had to break up the plan of God, because God had a complete plan, because he had relationship established. And if relationships stay together, the will of God is established. And so I want everybody to get it so in your spirit that the right relationship is the key. And you can never have the right relationship by yourself. And most of you was picking relationships before you chose the God. And that is why relationships could never work. Because God is the one that holds relationships together. And if you are aiming, and if you don't have Christ as your aim, you are aiming for the wrong thing. And it will not be good. How many of you can testify that I'm telling the truth? <laughs> and so uh, as, we, as we look at relationships defined, we need to know and understand that God knew how broken we were. We were broken as people because of a sinful nature. We are broken people, fragmented. Thereby, when two brokenness get together, you have more brokenness. And all you have to talk about is how broken the other one is. Because when you broke, you don't recognize you're broke. You recognize everybody else is broke. And you're more broke than them, but you can't see your brokenness because you're too busy looking at everybody else's brokenness. And so we, in, in, order, in order for us to live a wholeness life and develop 
relationship, God says, I have to do this. And so he says to us in the scripture, as many who have received him. And see, what happens is we say we received him. Right? It says the ones who have received him have the right to become children of God. You are you have the right. How many of you have taken advantage of the right to become children of God? And so if we are children of God, my mom and dad always told me, if you go if you're my children, you're going to act like you're my children. Because I wanted to do what my neighbors did. And I told my mom one day, let me, Timmy and Robert are doing it. He said, I'm not Timmy and Robert's mama. In this house, I'm your mama. You're going to do what I want you to do. And I had, listen, by right, I was her child. I had rights in the house. But if I did not abide by the house rules, then I would be in trouble. And every time we do not abide by the house rules, we have gotten into trouble. And so when you go to choose who you're going to be in relationship with, it is going to be trouble for you. I want to lift out just for a minute. It says that we had the right to become children of God and the we do not take advantage of our full rights. How do you take advantage of your full Number one, number one, you're going to have to know and understand that you've been changed. When you became a child of God, you taken on a new nature. You're no longer yours but you're his. You are a new creation. First Corinthians, I mean, yeah, first Corinthians, second Corinthians 5, 17. You are a new creation. And how did you become new? Now let's look at it from the beginning. In Genesis, when he formed man from the ground, it said that he breathed in him God breathed life into man man was just dirt until the breath of God came and when the breath of God came he received life and so if you are a child of God you are a new creation If anyone is in Christ, he is what? Now, here's the other part that's important. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You are a new creation. That means your old habits should be no more. Your old ways should be no more, but you are new now, and you should be living by what? By the breath of God. What is the breath of God? 
The word of God is the very breath of God. And so God says to us that he would, no, he would not leave us in a broken state, whereby he gives us the breath of life. And he gave Adam the breath of life and entered into a relationship with Adam. And they had a relationship. And they would walk through the cools of the garden. And Adam sinned. And he had to restore Adam from the sin because he big on relationship. And God, everything that God created, every man that he created, God wants a relationship with him. And he doesn't want a relationship with you through someone else. He wants a personal relationship with you. He wanted a personal relationship so bad that he said, I would no longer relate with man on the outside. I have a plan so that I could work with man on the inside. And man would be able to relate to me because they will have my spirit on the inside of them. So God was creating a way for a true relationship by giving his spirit. So we hear about the, the Holy Spirit coming uh, in the book of Acts, and we would all receive power. And sometimes we get excited about the power that we lose focus on the God that gave us the power. So we start talking about all that we could do for him instead of allowing him to just do us. And so we get it, start running ahead instead of uh, basking in the glory of God and enjoying just being a child of God. And so we, we, we see that, number one, we, we're a new creation. And so there's, there's an old you that was subjected to the world. And there's a, a new you that is subjected to the word. And the world is trying to keep you according to their standard. And the new you is changing you every day so that you won't be according to the world's standard. And so God says to us that we would live by his word. Matthew 4 and 4. Put that on the board. But Jesus answered and said to him, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. When the devil was trying to talk to him, he said, man, man won't live by bread alone, not by <clears throat> trying to get him to see that, oh, feed yourself, feed your flesh. He was trying to get um, Jesus to feed his flesh. And that's what happened. Our flesh wants to be fed. Our flesh wants to be pleased. And if, you, if you're a child of God, you should want to please the spirit of God that's dwelling inside of you. And that's the relationship that God has created you so that you could please him and not you. But we, if we tell the truth today, we have missed the mark. We have, listen, and the thing about it is this, the grace of God is still changing us. It's changing us because we still want our way, right? We want our way instead of the right way because the right way does not look favorable to your flesh and it does not feel good to your flesh. The right way makes you humble. 
The right way is the way Christ shows us. I want to relate to you, so in order for me to relate to you, I have to suffer for you. And so he suffers for us. He says, I, I want to heal you, but in order for me to heal you, I have to be beaten all night long. And he, he's showing us that there's sacrifice that needs to happen for the relationship to be put in place. So there was a system that was already being worked out for us ahead of time so that we could enter into a divine relationship. Now, that's key. Why is it key? The divine relationship is the relationship that holds everything together. Without God, everything will fall apart. The word says Jesus is the chief cornerstone. And so when the disciples had scattered and Jesus had died on the cross and they were sitting in a room of fear, you know how sometimes it seems like you're all by yourself? Sometimes it seems like it's too much trouble. When they, when they were sitting there in the room, they say, the Bible says that Jesus shows up. John chapter 20. Verse 21. So Jesus says to them, they were afraid, and he shows up as a commitment because Christ will never leave us. He's in a relationship no matter what. They said the door, in, in that, in that um, chapter, the doors were closed. And Christ just shows up. And he says, peace. Right? Jesus said to them, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. But you can't go until I finish. Because he's doing it all. Verse 21, I mean 22. And when he said that, he breathed on them. And when he breathed on them, he said, receive the Holy Spirit, which meant he breathed life into them so that they can relate to him. It's hard to relate to something that is different than you are. And so God had to send a Kingsman Redeemer. So Jesus had to suffer through all that we went through so that we could relate to him. And then God says, I have, you have to relate to me in a relationship. So he breathed his spirit into the disciples. And when he breathed his spirit into them, they had the same spirit. And you have the same spirit of God. And the enemy is after to break up that relationship. Here's some good news. 
he could never break the relationship. And so it says it's, it's a new thing that he's done. You're a new creation. You have a new identity. Yes, you're in the flesh, but you have the supernatural spirit of God inside of you. So you have a choice to live by the flesh or live by the spirit. I call that a limited choice because God's going to have his way. But living by, <laughs> living by the flesh, you will always want to please you. And we said we want to live by the spirit. But the enemy is fighting you hard to get you out of the spirit realm. And so when things happen, we look at the thing that happened instead of looking at the God that relates to us. How many of you believe that God is all powerful? You believe God is all powerful. That means that your God can do anything. And when you can stay in the relationship with him, you can accomplish anything. And the, listen, the forces of evil are always trying to get you to look at your past. And that's why Paul says it like this in Philippians 3.14. Somebody say, aim right. Okay. The reason why we set, we've set the wrong goals we have the wrong aim. Setting the wrong goals and having the wrong aim, you will accomplish the wrong thing, right? Oh, I need six figures. I need a man that does this. I need a woman that does that. I need a job that provides this. But that's the wrong aim. You're a new creation. You can't look back and say, well, I want to do this because this failed or that failed or I don't want to do that anymore. Paul says this. He says, I press on toward a different goal. If you belong to God and your relationship with God, then what should you be pressing for? God's goals. So God's goal is different than your goal. And here's God's goal. God's goal for you is for you to fall in love with Jesus. And when you fall in love with Jesus, it won't matter about anything else happening because your relationship would be right with him. And when your relationship gets right with him, all other relationships get changed by him. And we cannot change other people. I'm going to say that again. We cannot change other people. Listen, and you say, well, I want them to be this way, and they're not doing it that way, and they're not doing it that way. And here's the truth. It's not them that needs to change. It's you. Because you are judging them. Yeah, but they're doing wrong. Yes, but it's not your job to judge that. It's a pray for them who despitefully misuse you. Jesus never, when, when he was going through all he was going through, he didn't say, oh, you're wrong and you're wrong and you're wrong. All of them are wrong. He said, Father, what? Forgive them. And when you fall in love with God, it, it would be all about his will. It would be about pleasing him. 
not you. When you live your life to please God, you just end up pleasing everybody else. His system works that way. He says, this is how relationships work. When you please me, everything else gets pleased. Paul says, put back at 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. In other words, Paul says, I don't have it all together. Why is that important? Because if you understand that you don't have it all together, that Christ is the one that's getting you together, then you could wait for whoever else while he gets them together. But it's when we think of ourselves more than we ought to. Then we start talking about what's not right and what isn't right and what could needs to be fixed. But it says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, and what is that? Forgetting what? Okay, well then, yeah, but they just did it today. Is it behind you or in front of you? You can't relate to the things that are behind you. God is a moving, functioning God that's moving you ahead. That's why he's saying, don't worry about what's behind you. I got grace and mercy to take care of that. The goodness, God's goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. So Paul says, I don't have it together, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching for the things which are before. And then he says, verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God, where? In Christ Jesus. I am pressing to have a great relationship with Christ Jesus. I'm a child of God. I'm pressing toward God so that I can live like he has created me to live. I am not to live bound up. I am not to live. Behold, I am free. I am not to live under the chains of no man. And no man has no power over me. And no man's word changes who I am. I'm in relationship with the most high God. And because you get in relationship with the most high God, he will put you in relationship with all the children of God. And when all of God's children come together, we can release the power of God and bring change in this atmosphere. And every relationship will be established because we are in the very will of God. That's how he designed it. He says, the old you is dead. Last time I checked, dead get buried. So the only way the old you come back up is you got to dig it up. And sometimes we sit there and meditate on digging yourself up instead of meditating on the word of God because that is the very breath of God that is breathing into you. 
the relationship that he has designed for you. I'm saying this because this is the starting point for every relationship. There will be healing in all relationships. Say all. all. When you can get into the divine relationship that you were called into. Ephesians 4 and 20. This is the last verse. Started 4 and 17. Mm-hmm. This I say, therefore, testify to the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of your mind. Keep going. Because of the blindness of their eyes. Okay. <laughs> so the word says heart. Right? Why is he talking about the heart of the man? Because that, that's where the, the spirit of the Lord is. That's where you relate to God. You don't relate to God by what you see. You relate to God by um, what you think. His spirit dwells in your heart. His heart brings relationship to the total man. And when you take, look, don't look at what you see, and this is what the enemy is going to do, he's always going to try to show you something. That's right. And most of the time, and, and he's tricky, because he'll show you stuff you like to get you, and he'll show you stuff that you don't like to get you. So the thing you do is, don't look at it. What do you do then? If you see something you don't like, start getting back into the word and breathing it in again. Because then you'll be able to relate to whatever it is. But if you don't get use the word of God, then that feeds your spirit, man, and gets you into the heart of yourself. Then you will allow whatever it is to have you drift away. And so you feel bad. And then when you feel bad. You make bad choices, right? And so the enemy's going to do this all the time. He will show you stuff you like and that you don't like. But God will only show you stuff that's good. And the enemy will show you stuff that you like, but it's not good. He'll show you stuff that you don't like, and it's not good. But whatever God shows you in his word, it is good. And even when it don't look good, he will work it out for good. It says, <clears throat> verse 18, 19. Mm-hmm. 
Go ahead. Verse 20. But ye have not so learned Christ. Right. Keep going. If indeed you have heard him. How many of you have heard him? All right. Here we go. If you have heard him, you have been taught by him. And you, how many of you have been taught by him? Hallelujah. Okay. As the truth is in Jesus. And where is the truth? If Jesus isn't in it, then it has to be a lie. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we'll end up living in a lie because we try to keep Jesus out of it because we're so angry. Isn't that how, what, what the enemy? He tried to get you angry. He'll try to get you off course. Why? Because he, and the, what he'll do, he wants you to see something you don't like so that you can fight with it. But God says, see with your heart. Because when you see with your heart, you, even if you don't like it, you know God can work it out for good. Right? And how do you know? Because you're a reference point. Right? The, if you look back over your life, there's times that you can look in the mirror and go, ugh. But God. How many know it was God that changed you? Huh? God changed you because of his spirit. He invested in you. And he has a relationship and he won't give up on you. And that is what he started. And that is what he wants you to finish. If he didn't give up on you and now his spirit is in you, then you can't give up on nobody else. Why? Because he's able. 22. That you put off concerning your former conduct, mm -hmm. old man which grows corrupt according to the according to the deceitful lust. Okay, put off the old man. Put it off, right? And so sometimes what we'll do is we, we we're new, but we don't get rid of the old. We just want to put the new on top of the old and dress it up good and come to church, right? And then go to the phone booth and change depending on who you were around, right? But it says, if we put it off, like, this is no longer me. And then the spirit of God, which is relating to you, will have way to change everything else. The, listen, God designed us and gave us his nature to make us his children so that we could be an example now. So we put off the old and take on the new. I don't have to yell anymore because it never got me nowhere. Yeah, but they're just doing this. Yeah, but I'm going to love them. Why? Because it works. How do you know? Because God just loved me. And it works. Well, my, my, my boss is doing this. Well, love your boss. Well, my wife is doing it. Well, love your wife. Well, my friend is doing it. Well, love your friend. And I'm not telling you that you have to be in relationship to love them. I mean, you have to be next to them to love them. 
You can have a distant relationship. And you can love them so much that all the hell that was in them had to leave them. And the relationship that God has chosen you for is the right relationship. And we got to go in order. Let's get right with him. And everything else will get right. His system works. And the right relationship is taking ownership of this new relationship you have with him. I am a child of the living God. That's it. And that settles it. And let God have his way. When? All the time. Yeah, but I'm running a little late. If I could call and just tell him a lie. No. Tell him the truth. Let Man cannot do anything to you that God doesn't allow to happen. Why? Because you're his. Amen. Amen. Give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, there's so many tactics that are coming against relationships, and I believe that this month God is going to unveil everything and I believe that because he shows you how the enemy fights that you are going to walk and relationships are going to be healed by your obedience to him amen there are relationships and I'm telling you you don't have to run out and restore them the word because you're obedient to God you're going to see how his system works God wants you to fall in love with him and get that vertical relationship. You can't say you have a, good, uh, a, a relationship with God and then live any old kind of way when you feel like it. Okay? You have a relationship with God. Make that your aim. Make that your goal. Stay on the course and everything else will come into place with it. Every relationship that God has established will be restored. Amen. No more worrying. No more doubting. We're going to do what God says and watch his word work. Amen. Amen. The right relationship is with who? With who? Amen. Give God a hand of praise. All right, so I was I was listening to what the women were saying after they came back from their retreat, and they they do the five minute devotion and five minute reading and five and they're, they're being consistent. Let me tell you something about consistency. Consistency um, is is the glue that holds everything together. When you when you're consistent, you know, and you're consistent in in God's love, God. When you're consistently putting your heart before him it's all about God it's all about God it's all about God you're going to see things in your life start falling right into place that you didn't even pray for okay 
listen, God is, God's able. And if somebody said, I'm waiting on God. No, God, you don't got to wait on God. He's ready. <laughs> He's waiting on you. We're his children. Say, I believe it. I believe it. Okay. If you believe that you're God's child, you are. And all you got to do is walk out what you believe.